Hey, what's up to the point, listeners? Listen up to the point. Like my joke? That was like a tall Paul joke. I apologize for wasting your time. Seriously, happy holidays from all of us over here to the point. Myself, tall Paul, the Jeff producer, Ryan, and Chelsea. We are so grateful that you tune in every single week. Thank you so much. My next favorite holiday would be Rhino X 2022, February 10th here in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to allow 50 attendees this year. It is going to be a super intimate event. 10 VIP tickets will be available to go see and hang out and talk and strategize in a boardroom setting and also a banger event in the evening with Mr. Ken Goodrich, Leland Smith, Dave Geiger, Terry Nicholson. Oh, and by the way, you ever heard of Mike Tyson? He's going to be here too. And another surprise headline speaker that will be announced later. Listen, lastly, this is a season of thanks and giving, and we encourage you to give back, especially during these holiday seasons So many kids go without during this season, and you can step up and help them out. Now enjoy another banger episode of your boys on To The Point. This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what is up to the point listeners? It is your boy, the host of to the point home services podcast, Chris Yon, along with my co-host, Mr. Tall Paul. Hey, tall Paul, dude, where'd the stash go, bro? You used to have the stash. The stash. One, thank you for noticing. Where'd you stash Um, the stash, It lasted eight days and it had to go, man. I reached that threshold where you turn the corner, look in the mirror and you kind of hate yourself. (laughs) And, and I, I crossed that threshold, but more importantly, by the time this will have aired, your is it nine and one Arizona Cardinals will have played my four and five Carolina Panthers. I want to make a prediction on air and it'll be after the game. The Cardinals are going to win, but you will not score more than 20 points. Okay. Well, not score more than 20 points. Um, Well, I will say this, the Cardinals, um, I agree. We'll beat the Carolina Panthers. We've played poorly at home. Um, So I'm not, I was about to bet you, but I'm not going to. Um, because yeah. I don't never know. Listen, when you're a Cardinals fan, nothing ever feels comfortable. You never know what's going to happen next, but we're the best team in the NFL. Just so I'll never forget the over. look on your face on, was it Thursday or Monday night football in the defeat of green Bay? Oh, that's great, man. That's really great. That's bring that back. That's the <clears> downside of that. your seats being where you are is we can all watch the misery yeah. or agony at times yeah. or, or joy as you're having this year. Yeah. So it's, been a lot it's fun to watch. Can your I team get win. in? This is Tom Howard. Can I get in on the over under on this? Uh, hey, Tom. Oh yeah. Okay. Cardinals go over twenty points. You think the Cardinals go over twenty points? I think so. Oh god, it's a home game, man. We've been playing terrible at home. However, we were winning by a lot, so I don't, I don't oh. know. But we just still had plenty of points. Ugh. I don't know. I hate betting. We on may not get team. in the end zone. We will. It'll be nineteen to six. Actually, you might because Sam Darnold's out. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Well, hey, listen, listeners, we have, well, if you didn't hear, we have Mr. Tom Howard back on my, my buddy. Hey, Tom was out here in Phoenix, man. We got to hang out a little bit last week over at Tommy Mello's first event, uh, Vertical Track, right. which was a pretty cool deal. So it was good to be able to hang out a little bit. Um, yeah. Talk a little shop, loved which it. was cool. Some of it I loved, some of it I didn't love. <laughs> 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 we'll leave it. We'll leave that. Those that are listening know, we'll know. Uh, but it was good to see you, man. I'm glad we actually finally got to, to hang out a little bit. And uh, 
And in the, I thought it was cool. like, I actually, I thought the event was a total success for Tommy. I was really happy to see him put that together and really proud of him. Like as my friend for him to, to be able to pull that off and do something amazing for his industry. So thought that was cool, but it was good to see you and actually kind of everybody else that was flying in town. It's always nice. I don't got to fly somewhere to see everybody. I just had to drive 30 months, and go see everybody. But, um, something that came up when we were in some of the Facebook groups was people were asking about, uh, just different updates, you know, with the, like with service Titan and things like that, that were coming out and, and it came up and I was like, you know what, maybe we should, we should have Tom come back on and just maybe share some of the things because it's such a, an important piece to business. And this isn't necessarily like we talked about pre podcast doesn't necessarily need to be like this big service Titan podcast, but it is like things that I think that you should expect as a, you know, in the, in the home services industry, when using your field management software that should be available to you to use, to be, you know, to make sure the business is running as efficiently as possible, as profitably as possible and able to track all the things for you. So I certainly feel like this is a, uh, an episode that was worth having, which is why you're here. And um, I want to give a quick shout out though, too, that I got the, uh, today, the exact same time, you know, on Toolbox for the Trades is is my podcast on Service Titan, and it's the six Ps to please the prospects. Wow. The six Ps to please the prospects. Is pie That's in there? That's a tongue twister if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> is Paul in there? <laughs> Paul actually is in there. That's a different P. Um, <laughs> but the last P, well, that's not that simple. There you uh, go. Hey, you know hello. what? Sometimes you just throw a pass off to the left and someone picks up. That was amazing. You <laughs> caught your own You caught your own assist and dunked it there. <laughs> so a quick shout out to Jackie A, Toolbox of the Trades. Go check it out. Um, Paul, listen. Well, first off, Tom, welcome back. And you know, for those maybe who are listening for the first time, um, you know, Paul's at, or Paul, shit. Tom is a, is a vice president of customer experience at Service Titan amongst other things that I'm sure he'll be able to talk about. He is, he's involved in a few companies here and there, maybe Lee's, um, maybe some others. We'll leave that up, leave that out there. Even, <laughs> I heard he at one point in time, he was in a concrete business. Hmm, that's weird. Say, I was asking about that on the side. He'd love to talk about it. But Paul, why don't you go, well, first off, Tom, welcome back to the show. Paul is going to kick us off and tee up kind of from the first time we did our episode into this one. So Paul, Tom, this is, this is your, this is your time to shine. Great. Take it away. Great. Well, well, let me tee this up for our listeners. We brought Tom on. Chris and I had not met Tom. So we brought him on because some of our listeners had say, this is the financial guy. You got to bring this guy on. So we brought him on with the objective of asking a bunch of questions about EBITDA and making more money and making profit and systems and all these sort of things. Um, but immediately we were taken on this journey of his story, which is a very unusual story that if you don't know, please stop now, go back to episode 70 and get to know Tom. So he'll take you through the journey. He'll give you some nuggets on profitability. But toward the end of our conversation, he kind of projected a little bit about the future of the industry and what was coming and technology. And if I recall, um, you were talking about, you know, technicians and AI and all sorts of technology that you get to see on the front ends of your uh, position at Service Titan, among other things. So what I wanted to do is just kind of pick up that conversation where um, we left off last time and kind of find out what you're up to, but then talk about some other things related to technology that are coming down the pipe from your seat where you are now. So what are you up to these days, Tom? Well, you know, the funny thing is, I'd like to point out that on episode 70, when you filmed it, I was literally in a village in Armenia. So when you say like weird circumstances, <laughs> that was probably the weirdest podcast I've ever done. Um, I was just trying to hold the, you know, internet connection long enough to uh, get through that one. Oh, I totally forgot um, that's where you were. That's right. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. I did two speaking events from Armenia. One was in like a tiny village with literally 
um, it was raining and barely any internet connection. But there's long stories there. But yeah, they say, you know, first and foremost, VP of customer experience and service. And I, I have to say, I like to say first and foremost, I'm a business owner, contractor, um, that happens to have a side gig at service time that is like 60 hours a week. And, um, <laughs> and the best laugh yes. in the business. I forgot to For tee sure. that up. The best laugh in the listening business. to you laugh is my favorite thing. So carry on. You guys, and you know what? I heard your episode with Colin Hathaway and you asked like, is there anyone you'd recommend being on the episode? And he recommended Tom Howard and you guys started making fun of my laugh. <laughs> I had to send it to all the executives because they all like make fun it. of mine. I nailed it in that podcast. Yeah, you did. My wife, I, I was listening to the podcast to Colin Hathaway. His story is amazing, by the That's way. Awesome. I mean, just, yeah. he, I mean, he's literally, we, we look at the wrench group now and how big it is. Like back at the time he was putting companies together, they ended up selling it to what is now the wrench group. And right. hearing how he pulled that off and like how he was like 36 years old and had a heart attack and all this stuff. It's just, Colin's a good friend of mine, but yeah, the laugh was funny. My, <laughs> I, I was like, honey, you gotta listen to this. I turn on, she starts busting up laughing. She's like, he nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but, um, thank you. anyway, yeah, I, I literally, um, I work in the morning, 6am to about eight or 9am on my businesses. I do all my zoom meetings and my stuff. And then after eight or 9am, I work on server site and until however late until I go to bed. And, um, yeah, it's been a wild ride for the past two years trying to do all those at once, but just a, a short one for those that don't go to episode 70. I own, um, Lee's air conditioning out of Fresno. We're about 115 employees, about 24 million annual revenue. Um, I'm, I own all of that. And then a partner in, uh, Brody Pinnell out of, um, uh, Beverly Hills, that should be about 12 million in revenue this year. Um, then I have a, um, company in, uh, Sacramento, California, also branded as Lee's and, uh, does a couple million. And then, uh, one in Vegas now, which looks like we're going to do about 13 million this coming year. I'm really stoked about that. And, um, yeah. And then, a pest control company and some other weird stuff. <laughs> the funny thing is I get to talk about these, like I'm this great business owner, but no one knows they're all in various stages of disrepair at any given time. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? Your GM has been on this um, for, and Brody Pinnell, I'm pretty sure he's your GM. Is it, is Lawrence? Your, Lawrence Castillo. Yeah, he was on one yeah. of our podcasts. Like, yeah, he knows. He, he's an OG in this industry. He's, he's He knows a lot of people from back in the day. He yeah. actually is like, he reaches out to us quite a bit. Like he's a little, okay. he's listening. So shout out to you, Lawrence. Um, he, he actually is responds like quite a bit to stuff. Uh, seems like a pretty decent dude. I think he's the one that, uh, sent the one about calling to me. Cause I hadn't heard it. He, yeah, pretty loyal listener there. Um, really well connected in the industry too. And doing a great job. He's, uh, making it happen. He's, uh, more, he doubled the revenue, but more than double the profit this year, which is great. And, uh, well done in Beverly Hills. So well done. totally stoked. Various uh, stages uh, of disrepair. What a great topic. <laughs> like we'll, we'll try to keep the, we'll try to keep it going so we can use that as the, the title for this one. Yeah. Just like Tommy Mello tells me, Tom, focus on the profit, not on the revenue. And you notice how I just list off the revenue. Now they're all, they're all making money, which is great. It's just like, you know, you feel like you're spinning plates in the air and trying to yeah. keep them all going all at once. Uh, and not get fired at service time at the same time, which is difficult. Um, <laughs> So, you know, you gotta, gotta keep everything going. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like in business, sometimes if you, if you neglect them all equally, you're doing a pretty good job. Like if, <laughs> if one of them thinks you're there enough, then, then you're probably not doing your job right. Is that like parenting? <laughs> this is <Yeah>. great. <laughs> this is great. So 
Yeah. Um, as far as tech goes in this industry, and I, I don't want to make this whole podcast about server side stuff, make it advertorial because that would suck for everybody. I, I can't tell you things that are coming on the pike. Um, I, uh, we've got a webinar actually happening tomorrow. So it'll be after this podcast. So I can talk about anything that's happening in that webinar. Um, but as we talked about before, we think that artificial intelligence, machine learning is the future of this industry. We have a lot of people talking about machine learning, artificial intelligence, but I don't think they know what that really means. Right. Um, you know, when it comes to things like we do have a product like um, called Smart Dispatch that we launched over three years ago, um, actually almost four years ago now at Pantheon. And we told everybody about it. Everyone got really excited and it would automatically dispatch your calls for you based on what came in. Um, the thing is, is that when you're doing that, though, there's a, a few things that happen. If you've truly got machine learning and artificial intelligence, it's using data to make decisions. And the more data you have, the smarter it gets. And the cool thing about true machine learning is, is that the machine starts making decisions and you don't know why it made those decisions because you didn't program it to do that. It actually takes a mind of its own. That's true machine learning. If you don't have that and you don't have the data to do that, you don't really have machine learning. You're basically setting up what's called a heuristic model, which means you've set up rules and told it, do this when this happens, do that when that happens. The problem is we launched Smart Dispatch and the machine starts getting smart and it starts dispatching in ways that you don't expect. And then our customers immediately said, hey, why is it doing that? Well, the problem is once it's truly smart and has artificial intelligence, you don't know. And we can't tell you why, but it's made a decision on why this is the best technician to go to that job. So we're running into a lot of things like, how do we handle this? How do we explain it to customers? How do we do whatever? Especially as you collect more data, it keeps getting smarter and smarter and smarter, making different decisions than it did before, okay. which is nuts. Um, we're gonna go ahead and release it to the general public um, in the next few months. We already have anyone that wants to be on it can ask for it right now. We actually have had people on it for over three years collecting data. We have over a thousand technicians running on this. Um, and it's pretty, pretty heavy and pretty cool to have. Um, we've had a, a few companies with hundreds of technicians that have been on for uh, several years now. So um, as we go down this, the artificial intelligence side, like that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. We actually are building these models into a lot of things within Service Titan. I think, I don't know if I mentioned on the last podcast, but we have a, I work with a data science team and artificial intelligence team in Armenia. That's why, that's the primary reason I was in Ar Armenia last time. And um, the projects they work on are kind of crazy. We have people that, um, you know, every company marks its jobs differently in service time or in any dispatch software. Um, they mark them different types of business units, whatever you name your business units. Well, for us, what we'd really like to have is great data on, let's say, plumbing calls or air conditioning calls. We'd like to know if it's service maintenance or install or whatever, right? Well, the problem is it's really hard to tell. Some people just put all their jobs under one business unit, so you can't tell what it is, you know? Um, that team actually built a machine that's smart and reads your invoices and can tell with way over 90, I think it was like 97% accuracy, if it's a maintenance service um, or install call, it can tell if it's air conditioning, plumbing, electrical, uh, garage door, water treatment, pest control. It can actually, and it gets smarter as it goes, um, tell what it is and classify it. Now you would think, why is that a big deal for the customer? Why does that matter? Well. 
the reality is, is that as ServSet has the data on that now, and we've released the algorithm, I think it was about nine months ago, just running this thing. And so we can correctly classify all these jobs. Well, what we start to learn is, is like, okay, a typical plumbing call should have this on it. A typical air conditioning call should have that on it. I can start comparing company data from one company to another. I can tell one company, hey, this is what we recommend you do in order to increase profits. I can tell them, hey, this is your company versus other companies. Now I can't show you other companies' data, but we can show you metadata. This is where you stack up against other people in your industry. Um, people say, oh, I'm different because I, I've got 22% commercial and I'm 78% residential and I'm different than the guy that does X, Y, Z. It's like, guess what? We already know. Right. We already know how much is commercial. And by the way, that's another algorithm that we built. We can tell if you're commercial, residential, every single job, even if you don't market in any way, shape or form. Um, we purchased property data across the US so we can actually see all kinds of stuff about the property. And we've given that data to our users so you can see it on there. And we really think big data is what's going to change everything for the trades. Um, it's going to empower contractors. Really what we know um, and believe is that, you know, there's, there's a lot of big threats to contractors out there. People are worried about the Uber of contracting coming out. They're worried about Amazons and Googles and whatever Yelp. Now we don't have anything against those companies, but what we do have is a desire and a need to make sure contractors are taken care of um, and that contractors can compete. And so if we can build those um, algorithms and put them in the hands of the contractors, if we can tell them, Hey, this is where we recommend you go. Here's, you know, markets that are underserved. Here's whatever. Um, they can really start making a win. Service Titan doesn't have any intent or desire to get into contracting. We have no desire to become contractors, you know, and, and make our own contracting business to compete with contractors. It, it, it kills our valuation. It kills whatever. It's just not, not what we want. Um, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we give the tools to contractors um, we don't, we don't want to be the, you know, home services provider. We want to be the tool that home services providers use to get there. And we want to have the best tool out there and make sure that they have everything they need to go fight. So that's really where we see things going. Does that make sense? Uh, perfect sense. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I want you to go a little bit deeper on threats. You kind of mentioned some of the, you know, normal threats that are out there, the Amazonization or Uberization or whatever, but talk about some specific threats that are headed, um, toward contractors over the next two to three years that may relate to big data or just outside tech, like what's going on in that space. Yeah. You know, I heard a story, so I didn't, and I'll call out, um, Victor Rancor, put on an event in Vegas a little while ago. And I was really proud of him for something he did there. They, and it got kind of hairy, but they brought on a, um, a sponsor, so to speak. And they gave a speech and it was, a um, I don't want to use the name of them, but, uh, they, um, rhymes it with, was rhymes what? with rhymes. It's with. on the agenda, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. It, uh, it's kidding. play backwards. Um, <laughs> So uh, anyway, they got up and talked about um, contractor ratings and they said, oh man, we're going we're gonna to start releasing to homeowners. And they were advertising this to contractors as, as if it was a good thing. We're going to start advertising to homeowners that, you know, um, how much jobs are worth. And it's like, um, uh. why would you ever do that? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to do that. And I was, you know, Victor and Ishmael were just kind of frustrated. Like, guys, you can't, you can't do that. It's not. And this is nothing against that rating agency. I think they just didn't understand contractors. Hopefully they're going to pivot and not go down that direction. I don't want to mess up a relationship with them or anything. I, I happen to use that 
particular, um, I happen to use that particular uh, company a lot. Just and I pay them a lot of money in ad spend, but I don't want them telling my contractor what they should be spending or my customer, what they should be spending with me. Sure. Um, these kind of threats happen all the time. Um, and when they start deciding how much jobs should be and what, which contractors should go and should not, and they start, you know, regulating things, which is basically what happens there. It becomes a serious problem for contractors. It, it becomes a, it becomes a cheapest price wins game and we don't want that. Yep. Race to and, the bottom. Yeah. And quite frankly, this is not just idealism. Service Titan doesn't want that to happen because quite frankly we know that if if you're going to use service titan and be the best of the best you've got to have the best tools and you've got to be able to charge the best prices and best prices doesn't mean the lowest in right, fact quite right. the opposite um we want you to be able to provide the most value for your for your customer and be able to provide prices that basically allow you to feed your families and have good you know retirement packages and have the best benefits and everything else you know uh, this is we don't want any of that, those other threats to be able to come in. And quite frankly, if someone doesn't stand up that has the funding and the ability and the brain power to fight, it's going to be a problem. So I think we've got to step in there and, and make it happen. Smartac.com, smartac.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. Smartac.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Hey, to be a little dramatic, maybe go in the weeds a little bit. So this vendor shares this point of view with the group and then Victor and Ishmael come together to kind of like reverse what the vendor said and kind of put them on their, put them in their spot in front of the audience. They did. They said, you guys are nuts. Like, <laughs> I can't sad. believe you. like they went off on it and um, yeah. I mean, the two of them teamed up, which who, who I mean, Victor and Ishmael have been fighting for years, right? Like, and, and to the two of them to be, I think that's what we have to do in this industry is we have to unite each other, right? Mm -hmm. And stand up and say, what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. Like, and make a stand together and say, look, this is, this is where we need to go. Because if we get divided and start fighting over with each other over stupid, petty things and, and don't really like focus on what is best in the end, which is creating a service industry in the United States that people can be proud of that, that students want to, you know, get into be a part of, you know, yeah. people talk about, Oh my gosh, we, we have a shortage of, of, you know, technicians in the trades and we just need to make more tech schools. I got news for you. We got tons of tech schools. Yeah. They're half empty. My, my former business partner is a teacher and one of them can't fill his class. We have enough tech schools. The reality is no one wants to be a plumber. No one wants to be an air conditioning guy, like electrician. Let's, let's do something to show that we're professionals, that we can compete, that you can make good wages in this industry that, and, and show not only each other, but the, the country in general, outside of this country, like it should be respectable. If we do that, you're going to have people knocking on the door. Guess what? We don't have a shortage of attorneys in the U.S. And it ain't because we have a bunch of law schools because everybody wants to be an attorney, right? Like let's make it so people actually want to get our industry. Let's unite together to do that. And let's make sure that we have the resources to make sure that other people that aren't from our industry can't come in and start regulating it and pushing it down and fighting with us all the time and say, okay, 
I'm not talking about government regulations. Sure, everybody has their opinions there, but I'm talking about regulations when it comes to other people from outside of our industry determining our prices, when we can show up to jobs, how we can advertise, everything else is just, we've got to be able to get there. We've got to have the tools to do it. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the showers, guys. Great game. Let's close it up and get on the road. I felt like I just watched Jordan Belfort give a uh, speech to his group at you know, Wolf of Wall Street, except uh, none of the <laughs> like, maybe a few less cuss words. You just halftime speeched us, and that was wonderful. That was solid, Thank man. you. Yeah. So I took you down in the weeds. Now I'm going to go super macro. And I understand um, a couple of things. One is I didn't intend for this to be a 100% Service Titan podcast. So don't let me go down that path, but I'm, okay. I'm prepared to take it there. I go also understand it. that, you know, this is your company and there's certain information you can and can't share. So if I ask anything yeah. that's that's off limits, please put me in my place or just um, answer before <laughs> attorneys do. Um, Service <laughs> Titan earlier this year had a $500 million investment. Now, some might, some people might be hearing that for the first time. Some people may be hearing that and really have no frame of reference to what that means, right. the significance of it, or the context as it relates to the SaaS business, the SaaS world in general. So SaaS meaning software me, as a service listener. There we go. Thank you. So yes. explain to me the significance of the investment and then talk about what you guys are going to do with it. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I can tell you, um, Every 500 million helps. Um, it really starts to add up. I'd imagine. Yeah. Do a little Where'd bit that come so, from, Chris? Who, who was the guest who, that was uh, Terry, was it Terry Nicholson? Terry Nicholson. That's Every right. 500 million helps. Every 500 million helps. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I got to tell you, I mean, yeah, you got to have, uh, I can't tell you, I don't want to get myself in trouble with legal here. So I have to be very careful on these things, but yeah. I can tell you um, that when you raise money like that, you know, it's, it is very significant. I don't know how else to tell you, but I have 500 million, no matter how you look at that, um, is, is a big deal. And what happens is we want to use that to try to make the best features and benefits that we can. Because as contractors know, like there's so many things that we as contractors want in a software that quite frankly don't even exist right now in any software. Um, there's just stuff out there that just, you know, um, we wish we had. And we've got to spend money in order to build those things. And it is amazing as you get bigger, you know, we had a, someone asking the other day about automatically sending out invoices to customers at the end of a job, which they said, why can't you just make it default to auto send it? And we can, and we're actually releasing that pretty soon. And it's thought, well, why do you need a release? It's like one line of code automatically send invoice. And I think, well, think about this. And this is before I got to server side and I would have said the same thing, mm -hmm. but here's the reality of the situation. If we make that checkbox, which we could, and now you go out on a job and you've got, let's say it's a landlord tenant situation and you don't want that invoice going to the tenant or the tenant seeing it because the landlord demanded that you don't, but we just had a checkbox that says it's either on or it's not and it gets sent to the tenant and now you get a freaked out landlord calling at the end of the day, yelling and screaming at you because you sent it to the tenant. Well, now what's gonna go? What's gonna happen? You're mad. Oh, what about the commercial one? I, man, first time when service Titan is like five years ago, came out with, uh, text alerts to notify the, um, the homeowner when you're on the way and when you're arriving. Well, I didn't, I, yeah, I want that. Heck yeah, I want that. I want customer communications. Well, um, I turned it on and uh, we have a, a health club that had 74 locations in California. And I had like 14 service calls that day at different locations. The CEO of the company had his name and phone number <laughs> on my customer screen is one of the contacts. The CEO of the company got 14 text messages that day and lit me up. 
And luckily, ServiceNow thought of this ahead of time and made settings so I could turn it off for this, for different job types or for certain business units or certain customers. So of course, we're like scrambling trying to turn this thing off, something we had turned on. Now, same thing with this automated invoicing system. It's like, that's great. We can automatically turn it on, but what we've got to do is keep in mind, we have 5,000 customers. We have contractors all over the country with different business models, okay? And you've got to make sure that you have a settings page <laughs> where you can say, hey, I've got landlord-tenant situations. Maybe I want it to turn off on the customer page. Maybe I want to turn off on the job page for a specific job because something special is going on. Maybe I want to turn it on and off for different business units, job types, whatever. We have to have all those settings available. Now, people say, well, simpler is better. Make it simple. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's not. Like, trust me. You have jobs that you don't want these to go out to. Now, this is a tiny, tiny little feature that you would think would take five minutes, five minutes to program. No, we have to make sure every opportunity is there so the business owner can run their business the way they want to run it and have controls on all their stuff. So it's going to take a while to make sure that this is right before it gets released. So when we get something, $500 million, whatever the investment is, when we get that money, we have to make sure we deploy it in ways to build things for contractors that people can use. And even then, after all that testing, all those ideas put forth. By the way, these are all ideas on that one little automatically send the invoice thing that had to be thought of before we did it. Um, it's easy to make a product that's really like, you know, snappy and you can get it out there and like just send it to a few people, but you only have two, three, four people using it. Okay, but then you add another client that needs it a different way. Now you've got to keep developing. Um, those development dollars add up. When you have 5,500 of them, we got to make sure that we oh, yeah. build stuff that's really solid that anyone can use and they can put it in there. So yes, 500 million is a lot of money, but we will deploy that and make sure that we continue to develop into the future. Um, we want to make sure that we are, you know, um, the most stable and well-funded company that can keep um, developing everything that needs to be done and, and it's going to handle the stuff coming down the pipe. Hey, real quick, I'll interject before you go down that path, Paul, yeah. whatever you're going to ask next. But um, Tom, I think you, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but I've been flirting with the roofing industry. I don't think it's any secret at this point in time, mainly because like, hey girl. because like, uh, you know, Geiger's bought into it and kind of pulled me into it a little bit. And I'm kind of went down this roofing path. Um, yeah. I only say that to say, as I went to some of these conferences, I got to speak in them. I seen kind of their like leading field management software companies. Um, yeah. um, and it's not even close. Like the sophistication <laughs> is not, I'm not saying that they're, that they're, it's, there's some differences. Like, I mean, even from service Titan versus like some of the other big, other big companies, I don't want to throw out any names, but anybody in the new industry knows who pretty much they are in the roofing space, but it is like cumbersome, still jinky, nowhere even near what service Titan is. And so it's weird for me when I go and I don't, and it's like, I, I, it's hard for me to, to make a suggestion on any of them. So I don't. I have literally, they haven't even tried to attempt, you know, a relationship, at least with Service Titan. You know, I have enough customers that use it, so many that use it, and I've been able to meet Vahe and you and like some of the guys that that I feel like I'm kind of in a little bit and kind of like, I, we all have a lot of crossover, but I also believe in it. You know what I mean? Like I legit <laughs> believe in it and I'm struggling, yeah. man. Like, so I can only imagine um, that, if Service Titan really wanted to own that piece too, it would be really easy. It would be really easy for them to come into that space and own it. The funny thing is when we go into a space is that, you know, it costs us money to implement software. It costs us time. It costs us energy. It costs the contractor even more, right? And 
it's not just, we want to make sure that we give it to people that it's going to be um, effective for and make money, not just because it's idealistic, but also because they lose, we lose, everybody loses if it doesn't work out for them. Right. We have an extremely low churn rate, meaning amount of people that leave. Right. Um, the lowest I personally have ever heard of um, in SaaS, and I've probably seen the churn rates for 15 or 20 companies in this industry. Um, and um, bottom line is, is that we want to make sure that we're going to provide for them. So roofing is one of them that we've kind of looked at. Um, also, you know, but I got to say, we get surprised sometimes. Tommy Mello at A1 Garage Door, we wouldn't sell to him. Right. And he got frustrated, called up Ara Modestian and said, look, Flex. you have to give me this. I have to have it. He sends Ara an email. He still has the email he sent to Ara, the CEO and founder of Service Titan saying, you got to give it to me. Ara's like, okay, fine. You know, this guy... He's in garage doors. It's never going to work for him because garage doors are such a small average ticket and they, you know, they're not that complex and the industry hasn't gotten there yet. Tommy Miller goes and goes from like 5 million sales to he's clearing 75 million. He's got like his, his earnings percentages are sky high. Right. Um, I'm on the board there. I don't want to talk too much about it because I've got um, NDAs signed, but uh, his, his growth rate, by the way, if, he would, he would have been over hundred percent growth rate this year. He's more like 80%. Um, and, um, but he has $10 million of doors that he's waiting on coming in due to COVID. They can't right. deliver them. He's got installers, everything waiting, yep. signed contracts, and he's just waiting for him to show up. Um, I would anyway, love to hear him tell that to the board, by the way, I can just see him in front of the room <laughs> being, you know, with all in his flip flops and pink shorts, explaining <laughs> that everything's stuck on a boat in Long Beach. <laughs> Oh, he, he loses his mind over it. I get phone calls from him at 11 o'clock at night, frustrated, you know, just like he, he's always got the new idea though on how he's going to fix it. That's the cool thing is he, yeah. he's found his way around. I mean, who, who would have thought one company is going to go past $75 million in garage, garage doors, doors, right? right. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, um, whatever. Um, yeah, but that's, unbelievable a, that's there. actually a really good example of too. And, and, and I, and I understand all that too. And, and I'm going to make one like small comparison to this too. You know, we had built our own CRM here at Rhino um, forever. Like we have our own developers in, you know, in-house and we had our own kind of CRM that worked for us because in the beginning we were like a service Titan had so many tools. I'm not sorry, not sorry, not service Titan Salesforce had so many tools as a CRM for us that we were, what we needed, what we needed from it versus what we were paying for. It didn't make sense early, early on. At least I couldn't make sense of it with what I knew. Um, I've just onboarded it. You know, we onboarded it and, um, and Paul got the, the luxury of going through that process and <laughs> it is long, it's tough, it's hard, but it's absolutely necessary. But what I think is easily missed, like you, you had mentioned, you have a really small turnover rate and I'll bet you it's probably even smaller because there's some people who run into, and you obviously know more than me, but we'll run into the cost of it being expensive, but it's not because of the software not being worth it, it's because the business isn't functioning right still, even with it. And they, for, for whatever reason, can't afford to keep doing it on no fault of no fault of service Titan. So I, that, well, so that's, that's attributed to it. But like with the reason I'm going in down this path is that you have to do it. You just got to find the best one to, to fit your business. But what you think you know about the software, you probably have no idea all the things it has to offer for you. So you just got to get all going all in on it to be able to, use it to the best of, you know, for everything that it's worth yeah. to make you as efficient as possible. Well, and that one is like, I want to do point out like service has a lot of things we need to fix. One is that the onboarding process, you know, needs to be faster. Uh, we just tested a few pilots over the past couple of months, getting the onboarding process down to two weeks, which is crazy to think about what it was before when it was taking two months, two months. Right. Um, 
Yeah, we have 11 companies this week uh, going live on a two-week model. Oh, no, I think it's nine companies, sorry, that we're testing in a pilot. My gosh, um, but two we tested, weeks? Yeah. That is insane. You literally, you're going live in a couple of days, and then we're actually hand-holding you for the next week and a half and making sure you have everything you need the whole way through. And so, hey, you want to book a call together? You want to export your invoices to QuickBooks? You want to do whatever? We're just going to sit here with you on Zoom and make sure that like it's going through and, and walk you pace by pace. Um, and you're doing a group of five companies together. So you're helping each other all the way through. Um, after that, you're moving on to a, a sessions we call Ember sessions, which it's you meet with that same team after you've gone through that two weeks every week um, for five weeks to build up your U- uh, how much you utilize it. And then after that, you're switching over to what we call spark sessions, which is you keep your same group of contractors. You've been through, you know, hell and back together. Um, you know, you go through COVID together, you go through whatever you went through and you're staying with them and, and helping each other out and grow. Um, it's working really well. We've been testing it for a few months now. We might be rolling that out um, pretty soon, uh, but we've got to get those things faster. We've also got to make it so more people can use it and know what they're using. Um, I want to point out there, in this is like, as we make that simpler, we can go into other verticals and make it make sense for them and us, whether it be roofing or whether it be whatever other verticals potentially out there. I'm not saying we're going to roofing or not yet. I can tell you that um, it's public. We've made large investments. We bought um, one of the largest uh, pest control softwares in the country. We purchased um, uh, a really amazing uh, lawn care company. Um, these are uh, Service Pro and Aspire and you know, we've got some awesome things coming out of the pipe that we have, you know, announced publicly. Um, and uh, we want, the cool thing is, is as we build for those verticals, it helps the core verticals like air conditioning, plumbing, electrical. For instance, when we book on pest control, pest control really likes to have bulk routing done where you can book five or six technicians all at once for three, four days on maintenance agreements. Well, great. We had to build it for pest control. So now it works out for air conditioning and plumbing, especially air conditioning where you got a bunch of maintenance. maintenance so right. yeah. it allows us to do things like shoot, look at garage door. And I've got a lot of great companies on there. We got precision door is, you know, one of those star pieces that oh, yeah. we love to have. We never would have gotten if it wasn't for somebody getting in there and us figuring out that industry. Um, we've got, you know, overhead door talking to us. Now we got a lot of um, cool um, companies coming around and we got hundreds of, of smaller uh, one man contractors or the contractors that went and said, look, I'm going to make a business for myself. I'm going to make it happen. And, uh, only had two, three, four, uh, technicians and like got on server side. So we really see that as something that can, you know, help us grow in the future. Hey Tom, if you guys decide to go down that roofing path, you need to call your boy. Okay. I'll call you. I'll give you a nice little bump start. <laughs> okay. I Sounds have so good. many questions. All right. I, I'm going to go into rapid fire questions now. Cause there's so many things I want to find out before we let you go here unless you're yeah. just good to stay Sorry on. Sorry for derailing you TP. No, 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 yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Um, we're going to go back into kind of the tactful stuff real quick. What is an underutilized feature that your customers could apply if they're listening to this and they're certain service Titan customer? Um, what's an underutilized feature that they could apply that will have an impact on their business? The, the number one thing I tell everyone, and this is another thing that service Titan needed to do a long time ago, and they, they, they built it, they called it Titan score. Now it's called Titan advisor. Yeah. If you haven't gone to Titan advisor, you have to, it's a little rocket in the upper right-hand corner. If it's not in the upper right-hand corner of your screen, it means either you're not an admin or you didn't enable it in your settings page saying allow to have Titan Advisor for that client. Anyone who's an admin in Service Titan will have availability. Little rocket, upper right-hand corner. Click on that rocket. I can't tell you how many times someone's called me up and says, I don't know what's available in Service Titan. And then I go, I log in their account with them. I click on the little rocket thing. 
and it opens up and says, welcome to Titan Advisor. How would you like to get started? I'm like, oh crap. Um, what's in Titan Advisor, it's actually an advisor that asks you what your top goals are for your business. Now, the thing is, ServiceNet does need to be easier to use, right? So we're doing things to try to make it simpler and simpler over time. Um, as far as like knowing where to go, it's gotta be complex in the sense it's gotta have all these settings and all this configuration that you can do. Um, but we wanna make it easy for you to know what's available. So in Tiny Advisor, it asks your goals and it allows you to drag and drop four goals and stack rank them. Do you wanna drive revenue? Do you wanna increase efficiency? Do you wanna add customer delight? You know, it does all these things and you, you put the one at the top and then it looks through all the features you've enabled in Service Titan and the ones that you have not, and it stack ranks the top ones and says, if you want to increase revenue, here's the next four most important things you got to implement. And it's got red and yellow and green dots. This thing is nuts, by the way. It knows all kinds of stuff. I was like, people offering multiple options in service Titan. If I had to say, so first of all, I say Tiny Advisor number one thing is going to tell you all the things that you need to use. Something past that, estimate templates is a big deal and forms. You need automated forms that are customizable to your business that you can force somebody to fill out while they're on a job. Make sure you're doing that. The other thing is estimate templates. A lot of people don't build these. You build your price book, you got all the prices in there. But let's say I go out and I've got a typical toilet replacement. I want my people offering at least three options, hopefully six, right? Um, but they don't wanna sit there and add things together and type out a summary and all that other stuff. You can pre-build. Now the old estimate templates and service site were garbage. Um, they're basic things. I mean, they're cool because five years ago, six years ago in tech space, like that's what was available, but now it's like, it needs to be better. Service has upgraded their estimate templates. So now when you go into, um, you're saying you can type in or your price book, you can create templates and much easier to update and everything else. Um, anyway, when you go in there, you can pre-build all these templates. So if I have like a toilet replacement, I can give automatically have three or four or five or six options or however many options you want. I can name them different things. Make sure you preset them up so when your people are going out there and presenting, by the way, they're like, oh, my, my technicians or my plumbers would never use it. Well, yeah, they will. And the reason is because they always follow the path of least resistance. They're going to do whatever's easiest. And if a template is right there, you're like, okay, create an estimate and it has a list of templates or you can build your own, they would much rather just click a button and have template and just walk away. Right? 100%, like, it's always sure. going to happen. So they're going to click it and present options to the customer. Well, Titan Advisor actually gives you information in there. If you go to offering multiple options to your customers, it'll tell you what percentage of your technicians and what percentage of time they're offering multiple options to the customer. It actually checks how often do they hit the present button? Because a lot of them like to go in there and just say, oh, this is the one you need here. Get this, get the signature. Right. They'll use the template if you put it on there, but they don't want to present and go through all that stuff. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You want the mid grade? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Click, click here to sign here. So ServiceNet will actually check to see if they're presenting it to the customer in the home or not, which is hilarious because you can catch them. I had a company that I walked into. I was like, do you know that 2% of the time your people are actually showing the estimate to the customer before getting it signed? Did you know that? And they're just like lost it. Mind blown. You know, <laughs> it's all in Titan Advisor. I check it out. It'll tell you like how many times they offer, they write an estimate up at all. Um, how, what percentage of the time they offer multiple estimates and what percentage of the time they actually show it to the customer. All that stuff's in Titan Advisor to give you information. It'll check how often your people are clocking out for their lunch break and if they're skipping it and if they're getting meal penalties, that kind of stuff. Like that's the stuff that really, I think is like untapped. And it's just such a thing. It's, it's built for business owners to be able to know what they are and are not using and what's available to them. I'm just blown away that there's six different types of toilets 
<laughs> I thought for sure there was only one or two. Um, this is going to be no no surprise to you, Tom, but Paul loves the toilets, like with the bidet. <laughs> he just I, I have to have forever. several toilets in my from. house because I'm full of it. Yeah, and so there you go. <laughs> All right, we're we're uh, we're circling the drain here. Okay, so this next question <laughs> well is played. kind of a weird statement and definitely a weird question, but I want you. We're going to wear your owner operator hat, your investor hat, and your software guy hat all at different times. Okay. So as an owner operator and investor, you have to have a certain perspective on the state of multiples right now right? For those businesses. Yeah. And as a software guy, you're clearly in tune with what multiples look like for software companies, right? Yeah. Which I'd like you to share and teach our listeners. Yeah. Is there a world in the future as contractors become more tech enabled where evaluation of a contracting business could look a lot like evaluation of a software business? So maybe explain the two differences and Let's talk about what that looks like in the future. Yeah. So as many of you know, you know, when you're going to sell your contracting business, they used to be very heavily, you know, pushed towards memberships. I mean, it's not really something that sure investors love memberships. They kind of expect it, but it's not nearly, you know, Ron Smith wrote his book, HVAC spells wealth back in the day. And memberships is the big thing. And that's how they, they value companies. How many memberships do you have? That's it's, you know, if you were selling a franchise, usually that's how much, how, what they wanted. I've, talked, I've been on sell side. I've been a sell side consultant for multiple people selling their businesses. I've been a buy side consultant, uh, helping private equity firms buy businesses. I have sold businesses of my own. Um, people don't know, like I've, I've sold businesses in weird industry. I, I had, I own the California autism center for crown lab. Um, just weird stuff. Yeah. We could go down that road, but the bottom line is, is that nowadays in, um, contracting, the big thing is the dump and a multiple of your EBITDA, your earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, amortization. Um, and they care about memberships, but not honestly, it, there's been a few sales that it didn't even come up in the conversation. Um, which is really funny that way different than it was 15 years ago. Right. Um, sure. We sell memberships, what percentage of, you know, um, jobs or membership jobs. And that's it. They move on to the next question. Um, but, um, anyway, and typically investors give you a multiple of that EBITDA. Now, if you're growing faster, they typically will give you a higher multiple of that EBITDA because they know that the next year you're going to have even more earnings than you did this year, or they don't know, but they believe. Now, you're basically going to profit. In the SaaS industry and software, you're looking at a multiple of revenue, which would be crazy awesome in our industry if we get that point, right? Like anyone who owns a business is like, oh my gosh, I did, I did a million dollars of revenue and I want 10 times revenue for my business is $10 million. Like that doesn't happen in, our, in, in contracting today. Um, I will say though, and you guys had Ken Goodrich on the other day and they talked about this a little bit, but, um, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, we talked a lot about how building in, um, tech enabled things into the business and making the business tech enabled has gotten investors a little bit more excited and it happens in every industry. Um, if you can show, this tech enabled piece that shows like, Hey, we're making it easier to, I don't know, sell jobs, fix air conditioners, um, diagnose things, whatever, in a more efficient way, because we have tech that other people don't have, or we've, we've used the tech we have better than anyone else. Usually they're willing to pay a little higher multiple. They're looking at, wow, we can scale this better. Um, that's why 
software gets multiples on revenue, it hasn't, it, it, it's not because of, oh, they just don't like air conditioning and plumbing or garage door or whatever. Um, it's because they know that they can take a software company and scale it much easier. It's all about scale. And when they scale it, they don't have to worry as much about, you know, um, costs of revenue, like paying for more equipment, paying for labor, paying for everything else. So the more tech enabled we get in our industry, the more those multiples, at least from what I've seen, have been increasing. Um, if you look at the multiples now, by the way, versus what the multiples were 20 years ago in our industry, uh, 10 years ago when I bought my company, I would have been stoked to get a five times multiplier on my EBITDA. <laughs> stoked. I would have been, I, I would have loved it. Now, if, if I don't get an eight or a nine or a 10 times EBITDA or 11 or 12, like I'm frustrated. <laughs> um, it's, let's just, now everyone's saying this is a bubble. It's going to burst. It might, but the reality is I've never seen multiples like this in the industry. We had big roll-ups back in the day with blue dot and service experts and everything. And they went into, they became publicly traded companies and they, they got big multiples and then, and then they crashed. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. I can't project that. But what I can say is that as I can clearly see that as tech gets into this industry and gets stronger, I can also see that, um, that consolidation is happening, that people are getting much higher multiples for their businesses. Um, so do I think it's going to get to the point where, you know, you can sell for a multiple of revenue in the future? Probably not. Um, definitely not like the multiples we're seeing in the SaaS space right now. Um, software as a service, as Chris pointed out. Um, but yeah, it's, I would definitely be focusing on what can I do become tech enabled and don't stop it. Like, I'm not telling you just invest in service tech and you're gonna get a better multiple. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is go, go the extra mile. Sure. Invest in service tech and invest in, you know, integrating things more effectively. There's integrations with service tech that you could be using that could make your, you know, system better that have, that don't generate any money for service tech. I'm fine with that. Like just do what you have to do to make sure that you can become as profitable as possible, but also as scalable as possible if you're looking at selling your business. I'm going to throw out a plug real quick too, because, um, you know, a lot of our, we, because we have so many service Titan, like we have so many mutual customers between Rhino and service Titan that I love that we pulled, they have the API feed that pulls the revenue into the dashboard so we can legit see what a return on investment was every month for every customer that, that utilizes service Titan. So, well, yeah, in that case, and by the way, and just so we're clear on this one, cause this is coming up in the webinar I'm doing tomorrow. Um, it'll be, Wait, this talk has to be out before after this happens, but we're talking about um, um, the API. Now, for those that, listeners that are calling in and don't know what an API is, API is it's basically a way, it's a key to the backdoor of your data. And if you're on server site and you can have access to your data whenever you want, and you can request an API key, um, it basically says here you can get in. That way, not everyone can get into your data. Correct. Um, and once you have an API key, you can develop all kinds of cool stuff if you have a developer or if there's a third-party system out there. Um, I mentioned like Schedule Engine uh, works well with Service Titan right now. Um, there's several others. Data Cube Ishmael's thing is out there. Um, I would like to point out I have no investment in either of those companies in any way. I'm not plugging them for something like that. Rhino <laughs> has, yes. A, um, I check that. Producer. Rhino has... Uh, uh, basically API keys that they can use to look at your data. Um, you can give them a key to do it. Now, what we want to do is be, is build out that API as strong as possible. It has one of the strongest APIs I've seen. It has a long way to go though. So we're coming out with version two of the API, which is coming out, 
actually right now. That's We've huge. got Great. it in beta testing. They'll have a lot more access to a lot more things. And we want to make it so that developers can make all kinds of cool stuff that we haven't built yet. And so if you look at like Apple, you know, they allow, here's my phone. Like I, I am a big fan. Um, and I've got all kinds of apps on there that third-party developers have made um, that do really cool things. We are trying to open that up. We don't want to compete with those people that are making third-party apps. We want them to be able to make apps and feel comfortable with it and get all the data they can. Now, there's going to be times where we have to make something that might compete with them because it's in our best interest as a business. Um, one of the things that we are launching right now is our online web scheduler. We launched one in 2015. It was one of the first in the industry where you could book directly online. It was amazing. It's outdated and old and needs to be upgraded. We've been working on it for about four months now. Um, we're releasing it this month um, into beta and general probably next month or January. We're talking about that in the webinar, so I'm not getting in trouble by legal for that. <laughs> um, and uh, what it now Schedule Engine has its own too, and they're a third-party developer. We don't want to compete with Schedule Engine and fight with them, but what we want to do is make it easier for them to also have something in there so you can choose to use them if you'd like. We're In this case, Schedule Engine also has a third-party call center. We have no interest in getting into, uh, at least at this point, uh, third, becoming a third-party call center. I don't blame you. So you know, we, we keep in contact with third, those third-party developers, but we want to make it as easy as possible for them to build whatever they need. Been there, done that, never doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Yeah. All right. So that is super helpful. Thank you. Um, along the lines of product, do you have anything coming out by uh, definition of lead gen, marketing, growth, anything to make the phone ring? Ooh, I can't wait to hear this. I didn't see uh, that. I didn't see that on my what, list I'll, here. Just to... I will record this right now. And then can I like get permission from product to tell you guys this? And if they say no, you have to edit it out. Yes, of course. 100%. And the Panthers already lost to the Cardinals by the time <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling. Okay. Um, yeah, we have something really cool um, coming out that uh, we've been working on. Gosh, probably a year now um, that will be released in uh, service and leads. So what will happen is, is that your um, leads on, let's say Google uh, will be integrated into service Titan. Um, we actually already have this in beta and um, testing on a few things. It will check your capacity in service Titan. It will monitor which ads are performing the best um, and automatically start turning off the lowest performing ads as your capacity starts to fill up. Once your capacity is completely full, it'll shut off your ads so that you're not paying for ads when you don't need any more calls. As your board starts opening up and space starts coming, it'll start turning ads on as necessary in order, and it'll start with the top performing ads first in order to fill up your space, basically your most inexpensive ones. Um, yeah, it's something that we're pretty uh, proud of. And there's a whole lot of stuff along those lines. We also have, um, built our own algorithms around uh, with the data that we have to figure out which customers to target, where to target them, what addresses they should be going to, what IP addresses, those kind of things. Um, all those things have been in process. It's also something we've been working on with um, the uh, um, artificial intelligence and data science team on building, which is really cool. A lot of the stuff that um, is coming out on that is coming out in the next probably six months or so. That's cool. Got it. That's exciting stuff. That is cool. And keep in mind on this one, we want companies like yourselves and others um, and third parties to um, 
become certified to help with this. We have what's called the Service Titan Certified Partner Program, yep. where you can go in. Let's say you're a uh, just releasing. Chris, telling you about it right now. Don't fucking, um, don't fucking wait on me. I'm, I'm should be number one over. Don't even let Ishmael try to talk you into like. <laughs> we're better. We're bigger. Um, you can get on there and basically become a certified Service Titan Certified Administrator. Uh, say it again. One more time. Partner. One more time. Service Titan Certified Partner. Where you can go on there and say, okay, I'm really good at, let's say I'm going to get um, uh, certified in marketing. And now you're listed and Service Titan would list you off as a marketing agency that's certified by Service Titan as someone who's proficient in Service Titan and can um, speak well enough to the product that uh, we can rest assured that when you're working with Service Titan users that you know how to get through the app and, and help them with their things. And um, yeah, we have them listed on our website. Um, just started this program, piloting it with a couple and... Uh, um, I don't even know if we have any marketing agencies on there, Chris, so we can talk to you about it, but we want um, marketing agencies and other agencies that really know this stuff. Well, coaches, trainers, whatever, um, to be certified in all kinds of things, accounting, um, marketing and on and on. So that when they say, Hey, I want someone that knows service time really well, they'd be helping with me with my stuff. I get that all the time. Tom, can you come to my office? I'm like, gosh, like yeah. I used to own a company. Um, that I used to consult for. And we were booked out like six months to a year sometimes. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. So we want to do is we want to enable everyone else to be able to do that really quickly. And then they can, we don't, we want them to be able to charge the customer directly, yep. work with them directly. It's their own relationship. We just want to make sure that they have some level of proficiency in the product before we start promoting them as a um, certified partner. Yeah, Mar mark my word on this one, you're creating jobs, which is awesome. And you're not capturing the direct value of the fee, um, but you're building value everywhere with that. But mark my word, there's someone listening to this, maybe not listening to this, but there's someone that's a power user at a plumbing company in Omaha that <laughs> makes just over minimum wage, right? Who can very, very well be a millionaire if she takes these skills and offers that as a service well, to contractors. Here's the funny thing. We don't want to rob from our customers. Um, Who doesn't uh, use service Titan. Just so we're yep. clear. Um, we, we do, in this case, to become a certified partner, you have to be a third-party consulting company to start with. Yep. We are launching, and this is in beta right now. Also, these are some things that we started a while ago when I got here asking for. Um, another program, which is the Service Titan Certified Administrator. So that gal in Omaha, um, hopefully what we want to do for her, she's a dispatcher, let's say, or maybe she's a uh, service manager. Um, we want to give a bunch of classes and trainings in there to get certified and have a little badge that will show up and say, I'm a certified administrator. It's in testing right now. I think we have like 15 people going through it. Um, and a business owner could send their person to become a certified administrator. Now it's all remote. So you can do it right on online. Anytime you want, you can take the classes and take the tests and they'll be learning all those things as they go. Now, hopefully that person is going to help that business grow and get bigger yeah. and hopefully they're not gonna make 15 bucks an hour anymore <laughs> or 10 bucks an hour hopefully they're gonna make 30 dollars an hour 40 dollars an hour because their business is so profitable and amazing because with service time what we realize is gosh selling a new company on service time it's expensive we got it, you, most of the people on here are business owners they're you've got to pay commission to the salesperson you've got to onboard that client you've got to do all these things for us we would much rather make sure that that company is as successful as possible because they're going to hire more people. Cause guess what? You know how cheap it is for us when you hire a new, a new technician and give them an iPad, like right. it's cost us almost nothing. And you're adding revenue to, to us and mm -hmm. yourself. Yep. Right. 
So we want to make it as easy as possible for you to grow your business, not just idealistically. We lined up our our, our uh, incentives with yours. We want you to be the most profitable, the biggest company in the world because you're going to have the most technicians, and we charge per technician. So. Got it. All right. We're going to wrap up here for the sake of time. I know you've been very generous. I, I want to let, um, Oh shit. We're almost an hour into this. Two more, oh, two more questions. Um, okay. A lot of attention on service Titan. You've got a lot of users. I'm in some of the groups and I see the constant product feedback that's coming in and your team does such a good job with it. Do you ever feel as you guys continue to grow and win, do you ever feel that there's a target on your back? Oh yeah. Um, anytime you're at the head of the pack, um, you know, you're going to have a target. We get attacked. I love it. I love being the target. Yeah. I mean, I I hear, I hear people complaining about LeBron James. I'm like, (laughs) dude, like, let's just be realistic. Okay. I don't care if you're a Jordan fan, a Kobe fan, a LeBron James fan, like the guy has skill. I'm not going to complain. I can't, I can't dunk like that. I can't run a team like that. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm a, I'm a Jordan fan. Like I grew up in the Jordan years. Okay. And no one's going to take Jordan away from me, <laughs> but uh, I have to give props to LeBron now. Um, but because LeBron is in the position he's in, he's going to, he's going to take heat. That, that's part of the game. Yep. Um, and we know that the worst possible thing that could possibly happen is service time gets complacent and thinks that it's on top of the world and owns everything. hundred percent. As soon as that happens, they stop developing the contractor loses service time loses because eventually someone's going to come in and take it from them. Yep. Like it's going to take it from us whatever I say them. I know I'm part of service time. It's hard for me. I, I think as a contractor, I don't think as a service time software guy, um, it comes across, but so I actually love the competition. There's been so many big competitors out there over the years. And literally every year, there's another one that comes around, you know, um, one came out in 2017 or 2016. It looked just like service Titan, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked very, very similar with almost everything on it. Very similar features and functionalities. I thought, Oh my gosh, this is it for service time. What happened was server time just doubled down and made more features and bam, that was it. Gone. It kept going. Um, so we've got to make sure that there's competition there, that we make sure there's a target on our back. <laughs> we got to make sure that we respect that and realize that other companies can come in and do it. So we better keep going. We also understand that like, it's hard to build a software company. You know, when you're spending as much as we're spending on research and development and as much time as it takes, we know how long it takes. Um, it's easier to come in and copy it if you want to, um, because you don't have to do all the learnings of and building, but, um, I haven't seen very many copies or anything like that, but, um, to be in the front and keep going, like we got to make sure we do that. It takes extra, extra money to develop and innovate in new ways. And we have to keep doing that. Complacency has no vacancy. Uh, I will just say that I used that before. Um, it's so true. I loved hearing you say that. Uh, and I feel like it, you know, I've been in business now, f- uh, going to my 14th year of doing internet marketing for home services businesses. Like that's my life. You know that Tom, Paul knows that. Uh, but I feel like every year I'm trying to be, I've always tried to position myself and I speak on behalf of me and the company as the most progressive company. Like I'm always trying to find the new things. Like, you know, and, and I had a meeting yesterday. I'm going to name drop here for just a second, but this is for the sake of the conversation. But I had um, like a quick 30 minute meeting with Gary Vaynerchuk yesterday. I was able to pull some of the team members in to be a part of it, but, it, but it's because I don't always have the answers, but I'm always trying to find like, what am I not paying attention to that I need to pay attention to with the position that I'm in and with the customers that I have or the industry that I serve. So the, the thing that I think has always worked well for me is I'm never afraid to just keep trying stuff like new things and throwing it out there and seeing what works and what doesn't work on behalf of my customers. So 
complacency has no vacancy is so true. And I feel like I'm, it's, I'm 14 years in, I'm still doing it every, every year. I know that the bigger that we've gotten them uh, in the industry, the bigger the, 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 our reputation, I think precedes us. I think we have a phenomenal reputation in the industry for our business. People like we are the target. A lot of times we are the target. Now I've got two targets that I look towards as well. I've got them, but I love being in that position because it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. That's in the end, your customers benefit the most. hundred percent. That's it. Like 100%. in this case, the competition benefits the contractors period. It's just, you know what it is. Yep. So. All right. Well, thank you for that perspective. And last nugget here, if you could share with us something that our listeners should listen to or read any new books that have crossed your desk that have, have got you fired up or excited. Do you even have time to read books, Tom? <laughs> the crazy thing is, is yeah, I, I, I set a goal every year on how many books I'm going to read. Um, I finished six this year, so that's oh, uh, definitely not my top, but, um, you know, the funny thing is it's not even business related. Um, doesn't matter, but Robert O'Neill, um, the guy that shot Osama bin Laden, gosh, I forget the name oh, of his yeah. book. Um, it's like the shots that killed bin Laden or something like that. And I, 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 um, I think that's it. I'm looking we'll um, reference it. Yeah. Or the operator or something like that is might be what it's called, but Robert O'Neill, his book, he spoke <laughs> at Pantheon service Titans, big user conference a few years ago. That's we right. haven't had one live in a couple of years. Um, and I read that book blows my mind. Like yeah. how many times he had to go into a situation where he was sure he was going to die and he was being sent on a mission, including when he shot, Bin Laden, they went out and they said, well, if someone's going to blow up this place and have a suicide bomb, it's going to be this guy, right? So as soon as we land in the front yard and try to storm the door, he's going to blow it up, but we're going to die with him. Like, he's not going to get out of this alive. Um, he had to say goodbye to his kids four times in his life. He had to say goodbye to his kids, knowing that he wasn't going to see him ever again. And somehow he came out alive. Oh um, and the fact that he made that decision anyway, and that he made a decision based on the fact that it was better for his family and for his country that that in, in this case, Bin Laden wouldn't be alive anymore. Like that's just, it just blows my mind to think, I think as business owners, we have to make a decision sometimes. Sometimes we have to fire an employee that's a friend of ours, but we have to think about the fact that like, listen, they may be your friend. In my case, it could have been my wife, which I did have to terminate. Um, <laughs> it could be your that. son, your daughter, whatever. But the reality is you've got and in this case, I got 115 employees at least. I have 115 families that are depending on me to make the right decision. Absolutely. I have 115 families that are going to go down and lose their livelihoods if I let someone mess this up because they're not performing or because they're doing things in their personal life or professional life that could damage the brand. Listen, you've got to make the decision. And uh, reading that book and seeing him do it on his person, losing his life, I mean, made the decision to lose his life for the better of the country on purpose. And then thought about it ahead of time, not in the spur of the moment, like weeks in advance and said, I'm going to get on the plan anyway. Wow. Ultimate sacrifice. It's called the operator. You're right. It's called the operator. The operator. There we go. Yeah. Right. Ultimate no, sacrifice. Listeners. You, 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 um, man, you hit like a nerve. I love hearing you say that. Um, you, if Paul, did you notice his whole demeanor change a little bit? When he starts talking about how, how he's responsible for 115 families, dude, that is like something I talk about all the time is, I feel that obligation not only for my own uh, my own staff, but also my customers and their staff. I feel the burden. Like if somebody's giving giving us money to try and help grow their business, I can either grow it or hurt it. You know, so I ha I take yeah. that and I take it very serious. So I carry that with me, but I gladly carry that with me. But that the Robert O'Neill story is like 
next level ultimate sacrifice. That's what I love about like the whole um, mental fortitude thing of everything. Um, we got to do a podcast with this guy named James Lawrence, um, Iron Cowboy, which will be coming out. Uh, it'll be a hundred, our hundredth episode, which will be mid December. And this dude did a wow. hundred full distance triathlons in a hundred consecutive days. I never even heard of the dude. And then I went and did a, he did a keynote and I was like, you did what? It was amazing. Dude, it's on, it's on Netflix. Yeah. I watched his. Yeah. We had, we had him on and it, he, I like when he gave his keynote and I'm listening to him, I'm like, this is incredible. Like it wasn't like it was just mental. Like he, he was physically shutting down and how you can kind of work through that is so intriguing to me. But, but when you're talking about death, that's a whole, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Paul. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Thank you so much for your time. This is a pretty long one. Who knows? It may end in two episodes, but Chris, why don't you leave us on a positive note? Share um, <laughs> what one of our listeners says um, about listening to the, to the point podcast. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, thank you, Paul. Um, and ironically, we You're are, welcome. we are recording this on uh, November the 10th. So we have veterans day coming up. So appropriately throwing out that book there. Um, the, uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah. So review, here we go. Um, great podcast. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, five stars. Love these mm-hmm. interviews, especially with ones with guys named Tom Howard who have fired his wife. No, I'm kidding. That part's not in there. <laughs> Love these interviews and the marketing strategies that these guys, those guys share. Great stories telling about the HVAC agency. Good stuff. And the name of this person, Paul, is called Pretzel. Interesting. Pretzel, interesting thank you so much for your names. kind review. We really appreciate that. Um, seriously, like we really do love that type of stuff. Um, Tom, dude, thanks for coming on again. I think we're about a little over an hour into it, but that's what happens, man. When you got a bunch of, bunch of buddies sitting here chit-chatting and it goes down a path, oh, yeah. you just go. You just go. Thanks, guys. It is a lot of good info, man. But well, uh, thanks again for coming back on, brother. I'm sure this won't be the last time. All right. Thank you. We'll see ya. TP. Thanks, TP. Good job, bro. Right. Good job on Bye. the questions, man. I loved it. And then, uh, you, and, and, and listeners, man, like we're so extremely grateful that, uh, you continue to come back and listen and keep subscribing. It's been really cool to see the back half of this year, like a nice spike in subscriptions and listeners and podcast streams. And so everybody's either really getting ready for next year. So they're listening more frequently or what, or maybe it's just our guests are just keep getting better and better. I don't know what it is, but we're certainly grateful. So until next time, we'll see you.